Hello and welcome to another Parents at Work podcast, where we cover a range of topics for the working parent to thrive. All our podcasts aim to offer useful tips and practical examples that support you to successfully balance career, work and family, and we know it's not easy. If you have any questions, please send them to info at parentsatwork.com.au, otherwise enjoy the episode. All right, so um, we're going to get cracking. So welcome, everyone. I can see lots of people are starting to dial in, so that's great. Um, Welcome, everyone, um, to today's webinar, and thanks for joining and taking the time out to to be with myself and Adrian today. We know it's a super busy time for everybody, and um, particularly for those of us, obviously, with kids, as we're going into... Um, school holidays, you may have already got kids on holiday, or like myself, um, my youngest is finishing up today. I've had one who's been off for two weeks, and I've got one that finishes today. So now looking at the next sort of six weeks ahead and what that means. Um, so I'm really excited to be joining with Adrian today to go through and, and chat through Um, you know, what ways can we keep kids engaged and connected and have some fun? So really looking forward to this webinar. Um, Before we get going, just a couple of introductions, um, um, who we are. So I'll just work out the slides. Here we go. Um, So my name's Fiona Hitchener. I'm the Strategic Partnerships Director at Parents at Work. My role is to support many of you um, within your workplace and work with your organisations and really look after our member clients. Um, And I'm joined today by Adrian Rockman, who is the founder of Kids Co and All Things Fun. And I will let Adrian do a full introduction. I think it's already really nice when you get to introduce yourself and share your story. But we will be keen to hear um, uh, a little bit more about how you came to set up Kids Co a little bit in in a minute and how that drove you. Um, And just for those of you who aren't aware of who Parents at Work are, we are a membership organisation who support working families across organisations, Australia and globally, um, and our mission is really to support um, family-friendly workplaces and create environments where we can support and thrive through our careers, with our family and our own well-being. And we do that potentially with some of your organisations um, and really sort of driving a lot of the initiatives and work that we do. And this year, more than ever, this has been very much needed. And at the start of this year, we started partnering with Kids Co. So I'll just give you a little bit of an insight into who Kids Co are and why we've got Adrian on the on the webinar today. So um, Kids Co are an amazing organisation. We've loved partnering with you. Your program of work was going into organisations and providing before and after school vacation care and holiday programs. And at the beginning of this year, you really had to pivot and change that um, and come up with new ways because a lot of the stuff that you were doing was face to face. And so This year, we've partnered with Adrian and his team to deliver virtual programs to a lot of organisations that have been hugely successful and allowing parents and carers 
to free up some time to actually get on and do some work, particularly during lockdown, which was, and homeschooling, which was just, I don't know about you, that was not the most fun part of my year. Um, so having some uh, someone else help with some of that, um, supporting kids and keeping them occupied is just amazing. So um, I'll let Adrian talk more a little bit about that in a minute, but just to give you an insight as why that's an important part of partnership for us. Um, and Adrian and I are going to go through today, um, really give you some insight into, you know, some of the things that you can be doing with families and your kids around, you know, what the importance of structures and routine, the importing of planning and how we can gamify and make some fun. So I don't know about everyone else, but I'm really looking forward to having some fun over the holidays with my kids. There's been times this year it hasn't felt so much fun. Um, so really looking forward to that. Just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we are, you are all on mute and videos off. So I'm sure we're all used to Teams and Zooms and that's probably the best way at the moment we can be. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that we don't want to hear from you. We absolutely do. So we would love your questions or even your thoughts on what you've done with your kids or, you know, nieces, nephews. Um, so we really want to hear from you. We want to try and make this as interactive as possible. Um, so we can really, you can walk away with some tips, some ideas about what you can do over the coming holidays. And, you know, the great thing is that you can be doing this from wherever, with whoever's in the room, with the kids in the room as well. Um, we are very relaxed around all of that. But um, what I am going to do now is stop sharing. There we go. Because Adrian and I want to make this more fun and have more of a conversation rather than looking at lots of slides and going through lots of graphs. And we want to try and make this a little bit more fun. So I'm now going to hand over to Adrian and let him give you some insight into KidsCo and the amazing work that they're doing. And then he's got some insights into what we can do to help with the kids and keep them entertained and engaged. But like I said, please, 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 we have a question already. Um, forward through any questions and yes this is being taped we are going to record it and you will get the um, recording in a follow-up email along with some resources that Adrian's also put together um, so make sure you look out for that so Adrian thank you so much for joining today it's such a pleasure to have you I don't know about you this is my last webinar of the year we have done nearly 200 as a team so we are all super tired and looking forward to a break but I'm really excited about this one because you're going to help us have some fun along the way. Exactly I'm the chief of fun at Kitsco so uh, hopefully uh, I stick to what I do um, and thanks for having me welcome everybody um, and seconding what uh, what Fiona said please send through questions and anything about literally anything along the time um, it's just great I work best that way and I think it's fun to divvy off the path and uh, make it up as we go. Um, to give you a bit of background about myself and KidsCo, uh, I've been in the childcare industry for over 10 years now, over a decade. Um, formerly, I had a business called All Sports, and that was multi-sport programs for children and childcare with a sport alternative. So a lot of the kids came and did basketball, soccer, hockey, tennis, rather than sand pits and story time. And it was there that I always had parents saying to me, Adrian, can you open up earlier? Can you stay open later? this just doesn't work for me to make it to and from work. Uh, it got me wondering, why is there nothing like this in the workplace on site? Uh, so I was introduced to my now business partner, Leighton, who came from a teaching background and a family of teachers, actually. So we combined our, our passions and our synergies. And, you know, for me, it was about 
giving kids the best day they can have in the school holidays. And for him, it's about teachers and ensuring these, these qualified teachers have ongoing work because so many don't have ongoing work anymore. Um, and we launched Kids Go. And uh, it's been a, a great ride for the last three or four years um, by coming into workplaces and bringing the fun, really enabling parents to balance the scales, I guess, between work life and family life, which so rarely coexist until maybe more so this year, um, and remove that guilt of that, that so many parents wear during the holidays. We're all aware, you know, the average employee has 20 days of annual leave. There's at least 50 days of school holidays a year, leaving this 30-day gap. And for me, myself, I come from a single-parent family. So school holidays were always the worst time of year for me. Back then, there weren't any iPads or anything like that. So it was coming to work with mum, sitting under a desk with some pencils and pens and paper, and make it up as you go. So that's my real mission to ban boring and make sure every day is the best day it can be for kids. Um, then I'll give you a bit more background. Obviously COVID this year, uh, March 17th is a day I will never ever forget. We were coming into the April school holidays. We had about 10,000 children across Australia who were ready to join the fun. And uh, 9 a.m. in the morning received a call from one of our partners that they're gonna be shutting down their offices. By 5 p.m. that afternoon, we'd lost everyone. All 10,000 kids were gone. Uh, and we were left with two decisions to make. Really, do we close up as well and come back in six months or whenever it is that everything's back to normal? Or do we pivot and innovate? And uh, that's what we do. It's written on our wall, literally, innovate. Um, and we called up all our, our clients, I guess, across a range of industries and asked them, what is it that you need to support your working parents in this time? And all of them said the same thing. We want exactly what you do right now, but in the house. So the whole team came together and brainstormed over bagels for breakfast and uh, came up with this idea that we're gonna do exactly what we do at home. So qualified school teachers online all day and sending out all the resource and materials for each activity directly to the parents' home, down to a pencil case with scissors and glue and sticky tape. So mum and dad or carer did not have to worry about a thing. Everything was there and ready to go. And uh, away we went. And uh, a personal highlight for me was because it was virtual, it enabled us to go uh, cross borders and open up internationally. So there's nothing like, you know, I'll actually go back a step during COVID, with school lockdowns and everything like that, the kids really, the number one thing they lost was socialization and the ability to see friends and hang out with friends. And what this did was really create a platform for these kids to socialize and interact with kids their age um, that, they, that they were missing out on. And uh, going back now, a highlight for me was having a program that had kids from Hong Kong, Australia, Singapore, New Zealand, where everyone's background is different. You've got the Hong Kong skyline, you've got some, someone with Sydney Harbour, it was such a unique and special experience for, the, for, for me particularly, but also for the kids to be able to engage and interact this way that they probably never done before. Um, so it's been a big year. I'm sure you guys are all sick of being parents, teachers, employees, and everything in between. Um, not to say you, you're probably well experienced now and equipped to deal with the school holidays coming up. Uh, although I'm sure a lot of you thinking after day three, it's gonna feel like day a million and three, um, but hopefully we can give you some tips today that will help make it fun and make it a bit easier. And a lot of what we'll go through today is the way we set up our programs, whether they're virtually or, or on site, that 
keep kids engaged the whole day. And that, that's a real skill that my team have. And a lot of it is taught through story. Everything we do is through story. So I'll mention that no two days are ever the same at Kids Co. We've never repeated a theme. So parents and kids are always there for a new experience. And the way we highlight that experience is the story. So as an example, it's uh, construction day. When the, the child arrives at the program, it's not, hi, what's your name? And here's a little sticker. It's, here's your hard hat. Let's go build a toolbox because we can't do any construction without having those things. And straight away, you know, in a playground, you don't have the, the preppy in the grade six hanging out together in many cases. At Kids Co, we do, because it's that story that everyone buys into. So I guess that'd be my first tip is really, if you can create a story at home for the day, it could be brainstorming the top ideas that were top themes that your kids love uh, from Pokemon to MasterChef, whatever it is, and build that story from the get-go in the morning. I can't stress that enough. Uh, I also believe it's, it's, a, it's very important to have that routine and structure set up for them at the beginning of the day. So one tip that, well, one thing we do at KidsCo is have an agenda, just like you would at a work meeting. You know, if you go into a work meeting without an agenda, um, you're, you're preparing to fail in a way because it's never gonna be uh, as hearty and as meaty as it, as it could be. Um, so I believe having that agenda at the beginning of the day, and we also, as Fiona said, have some resources that you'll be sent after. And one of those is that, that planner for the day. So, you know, you're eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, whether it's sport and fitness, art and craft, dance, drama, cooking, science, all spread out throughout the day that there's always something to look forward to. Uh, I believe that's quite vital, that, that agenda. Um, and really, you know, bringing the kids into it, that, that's what makes such a difference as well. Having them part of the planning and giving them ownership over it, I believe is what creates even more buy-in. Because then it's not, it, it's not like a chore that this is what we have to do, this is what you're doing. It's what do you want to do? So, you know, a good way for you to maybe just start the holidays would be to sit with your family and let's all brainstorm five things each that we really want to get out of these holidays. It could be um, getting out and active, um, doing family activities. Uh, I'm trying to think, Fiona, are there things that your family do? Yeah, we did. I did this the other day, actually, with my kids and said, you know, not five things, but top three things. I was trying to be realistic about what we could achieve over the holidays. Um, and one of my sons said, actually, do you know what? I really want to have a whole day where we just play board games together. So that was the thing he wanted. My other son um, wanted a lot more physical, um, like playing cricket or going to the nets and playing cricket. Or So it was really like they're, they're quite different. So, But it was also about, you know, what do mum and dad want to get out of this as well? Um, and like you said, what structure do we need? So we started to sit down and go, you know, every day we need to think about what physical stuff we're going to do, you know, try and bring some educational stuff into it, like you said, some fun stuff um, and some family stuff. So, yeah, we um, we did start. I'm looking forward to getting that planner so I can actually do it a little bit more rather than just on the fly, have a little bit more structure to it. Definitely. And um, I love what you just said about the board game day. That, that's so much fun. And then I can tell you, if you're lost for ideas the next day or a few days later, let's create our own board game as a family. Or if you're, you know, you're working and you need to get it done as well, and so is your partner, get them to go get creative and really create the board game that as a family, we're going to play tonight after dinner or as a family or the next day or over the weekend. Um, I think you've touched on a good thing there as well as it's uh, part of the structure and routine is 
really giving the kids, letting the kids know when you can be disrupted as well. Um, there's something we use, if I've got, yeah, sorry, bear with me. So at all our virtual programs, when a child needs to ask, a student needs to ask a question, um, or we're saying, are you guys all good? We have little signs like this. So they put their thumbs up if they're all good, um, or a question mark if they've got a question. And you, parents can use that as well at home. You know, you're gonna be, we're all used to working from home now, but really uh, using tools like that, that lets the child know when they can interrupt, when they can't, and also vice versa for them. Coming into their room saying, you all good, and if they just put their thumbs up, that's great. That's all you wanna hear, that, that, that's a win. Um, the other thing is probably splitting the work between parents, if you can. Uh, not, not every home has, a, has, has two parents there or two people there, but if you can, if you can work as a tag team, I highly recommend it. We do that with our teachers as well. Um, and not burning both of your energy at the same time or the candle from both ends, tag team it one at a time. Uh, and leaning on friends and family, I think is an important thing as well. You know, now because of the whole COVID and the, the virtual aspect, I think it's more accepted to do things virtually. We had a lot of kids who were doing show and tell. So if mum or dad are busy and just need 15 minutes to, to get something done, throwing them on a video, a FaceTime or a video call with grandparents, cousins, someone from the class and doing a show and tell or, or a tour, like this is our holiday house. This is what we're doing today. This is where we've been. Come check out my backyard. I think you can really lean on a lot of those things as well. Mm. Uh, Adrian, I was just going to jump in and ask, you talk, obviously we're talking about structures and routines and maybe it's, it might be helpful to, you know, why is that important? You know, what is, why does that help kids? You know, I mean, I know we've, there's part of it we want to, you know, perhaps have less the holidays. We're hoping for less structure and routine, but why is it important to have some structure in place for the kids? Yeah. Uh, two points. I think, I think we all need routine. I personally, I need a routine. I, I'm lost without my routine, especially during that Christmas New Year break when you don't have one, I find I, I'm, much, I'm a better person and I operate at a much higher level when I have that routine or structure. Even if it's every four hours, I've just got something to do. Um, kids need a routine, obviously. Well, ki kids need their routine and you can replicate the routine as well, I guess, from school so they don't lose it. Think about what you do in the school day. You get them up, they get fed, showered, brekkie, get dressed, and go to school, whether you walk or drive, you can replicate that as well at home. So it kicks them off in their mind that that's my, that's what I'm doing today. Get them dressed, get fed, go for a walk to school if that works or walk around the block or go to the park and burn some energy in the morning. Um, I believe that's a, that, that's one way to get it into the routine. Um, as well as, uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. The what was the question? Sorry, Fiona. Oh no, it's just why you know why is it that you know we're talking about you know keep keeping uh, putting a structure and routine in place for kids, even at a very high level, like you said, you know over the holidays, it's not like we're going to super plan our kids because I don't know, I probably don't have time to super plan every hour of my child's day, but you know at least say at some point today we're going to do some you know we're going to do a physical activity, we're going to do some cooking. We're going to go for a walk or we're going to go and see friends or but at least sort of giving them notice about what's coming up and what to plan and and i think 
you also have said to me previously the importance of letting kids look forward to things as well so they know what something's coming up you know okay well I'm going to do this at home in the morning but I've got you know we're going out in the afternoon to the cricket nets for my for example for my son because that's the thing that he wants to do so he gets to look forward to that so helping with that structure as well Spot on. And having something to look forward to, that, that is so important that kids always have something to look forward to. And that's, you know, that's another good thing for planning. When you do that brainstorm at the beginning of the holidays, if you identify the five or so things that they love the most and they're dying to do, and you divide that up throughout the holidays, whether it's one a day or one every week, however you do it, they've always got something to look forward to. It also, uh, depending on each parent, your parenting style, that works as setting goals for them as well. At KidsCo, every day, the kids at the beginning of the day set their intention and goal for the day of what they what they want out of this day. And having a goalkeeper or something, a goal scorer, a scorecard for them to look forward to, you can also use it um, as a, uh, as a, uh, a reward. reward, thank you. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another good one as well. Um, and what happens if a child's routine's broken up and, you know, how do we, you know, their child's routine, if the, if the routine's broken, what do you recommend there? How to get them back on track? Yeah. If it, if, when your routine's broken, again, it's sort of like that school story. Get them back into the routine that they're used to for the day. So getting dressed, going for that, that morning process or that afternoon process that really sets the stage. It's sort of preparing to fail is failing to prepare. Or um, the one I always love is the, the car park coach, the footy coach who doesn't plan for anything, does it in the car park just before the game, you're never going to win the game. But if you set the score, set up the, uh, the game plan ahead of time, then you're going to win the game. You're set. You're always set. Another thing on that, Fiona, it's, it's okay for kids to get bored. Getting bored is where creativity sparks. Having nothing to do gets them creating things, you know, whether it's an imaginary game you know kids can go out in the backyard and play for hours looking for their little uh spoonville or designing their spoonville people and taking them on a tour that that's where the, i believe is the best time as well absolutely my kids had a lot of time to get creative during lockdown yeah. they, had a lot of, <laughs> they had a lot of free time they were digging up my agapanthers looking for opals at one point that was their creativity they were opal hunting um but i do agree that whole sort of letting kids get bored letting them, you know, find that. But I guess what you're saying is that having that sort of balance of boredom with actually them knowing what is, you know, the structure of, it's not gonna be boredom all day. There's nothing not to do all day, but maybe you've got, you know, some of your routine in the morning, there's an activity, but there's, a, there's some free time for them to get creative and do. And it's really important for them to learn to do that as a skill as well, um, you know, rather than us being their constant playmates. Because um, I don't know about you, it's just, you know, getting to the end of the year, it's a little bit, you know, we're all exhausted and we also as parents need some downtime as well. Um, so what about planning and, you know, some of the planning activities as well? You've sort of talked through, you know, what, what that might look like. Yeah. As I said, Kids Co has a new theme every day. And if you can do that at home and replicate it, I think it's, it's a great tool to have. It really creates hype and generates hype when they've got something, again, they're looking forward to and it's something that they love. Um, I'm gonna use an example of uh, Pokemon. Pokemon, actually, no, let's make it easier. Something that everyone could do at home, recycling. Everybody has trash and rubbish and things that they wanna get rid of. You can really create a day of 
reuse, reinvent, recycle. So it could be that, you know, in the morning, let's make a superhero, if, that, if that's, you know, they're into superheroes, out of rubbish. Rummage for the rubbish, get your empty milk cartons and everything in between and build that life-size superhero out of rubbish. Or let's make musical instruments if they're musical. It's really, you know, as simple as getting a box, putting on some string and holding it tight or rubber bands, all of a sudden they've got an instrument they've created. And it really is, kids of all ages can get the buy-in as well. You can have that three or four-year-old up to nine, 10, 15, 15 maybe not, um, that, that can get on board with it. If you look at it through their eyes or bring it back to the way that they, they look at the world or they look at it, challenge them giving them a challenge. I bet you can't do this in 20 minutes. I bet you can't get 12 of these lined up in the exact row. Those little challenges, again, going back, that could be part of your scorecard. How many challenges do we get down for the day? Again, bring it all back to that story. Does that make sense? Where it's all yeah. through, the story, through the day, everything, every step away always comes back to align with what you're trying to achieve. And so having a theme, so having a theme for the day, maybe not every day, maybe, you know, a couple of times a week when you know you've actually maybe got some time um, or some downtime because there's the holidays are always busy with meeting up with family or even getting family involved. But picking a theme, I guess, that resonates with the family. So like you say, whether it's around reuse, re, you know, recycle, whether it's master chef, you know, maybe you're gonna do some Christmas cooking. So maybe yeah. move it, make it into like a, um, a master chef activity. And um, my kids and I, we do that and we all pretend to be different judges and we all have to put on different voices to <laughs> mark everyone else's um, food. Um, and, um, or, you know, whatever is the theme of the day. So, I mean, like you said, like Pokemon day or, you know, is it Lego day or, you know, I, I guess whatever day, what the theme is. Um, so maybe give us some more examples of, you know, if we did a Pokemon day, what might that look like? Yeah. So I'll give you one that we do, and this is something that everyone really could do at home. So art and craft for Pokemon, let's make Play-Doh. And some of these things will be messy parents. You might not like me at the end of it. Don't use glitter. We never use glitter in anything, but flour's okay. You can clean that up. There's so many recipes online for easy peasy uh, Play-Doh or clay. It's really flour, water, some coloring, and away you go. So that's one activity straight away. Now we've made our Play-Doh or our clay, let's create our new Pokemon. First of all, let's brainstorm what does that Pokemon do? What is its power? What is its uh, everything, all its attributes? And you know what? Again, base it on your child. My name's Adrian. My power is awesome apple throwing, you know, something like that. Just bring it back literacy using the letters in my name. Um, but there you go. So yeah, making the dough, that's activity one. Then creating and designing your the next Pokemon. What do they look like? Maybe you need to make a few different batches of dough to have different colors. Then taking it outside for sport and fitness or going to the park, let's do Pokeball throwing, you know, create that game that we've got to go catch our Pokemon. Throwing the ball, it could be a target that you have a hoop on the floor or something like that. That's where the Pokemon is. All of it again, coming back to the game and the gamification of it and the theme that just keeps them bought in the entire day or the entire duration of time you've got for them. I'm trying to think of a few more for you. I really think it's also about going that extra mile. So let's say it is MasterChef Day at your house. Let's make a MasterChef sign. What's the MasterChef logo? What's the logo for our family MasterChef? Make an emblem for the family. Um, 
or the props that we make. That's already a good half an hour to an hour that you can say, to them, you've got this to do before we do MasterChef to set the scene that they will absolutely love. Making a big sign or banner that goes across the kitchen. And it really does free you up because you give them the instruction. This is what you have to do. Go for it. And hopefully, you know, kids are always going to come back and ask, mom, how do I do this? Dad, what about this? But you really have sort of freed yourself up for a period of time to have me time. Time for Absolutely. you. Um, the other thing we did with MasterChef was we, um, the boys wanted to record them making, you know, sort of, you know, pretending to be Gordon Ramsay and making food as well. And they found that quite fun as well, just pretending and recording and then listening back and watching back their, their cooking sessions. But what, what's the best tips for you to set the day up for the success for, for both parents and kids? Yeah, um, to set the day up well, the agenda or the itinerary for the day, so they know what's happening at what time, if you can, what they have to look forward to. Uh, letting them know when mum, dad, carer can be interrupted and when they can't, when it's me time and when it's you time and us time. I think those things are very important. Um, having goals for the day, something that they want to achieve across the day. Otherwise, we all know as adults, we have those days, especially during lockdown, you can just sit and do nothing. Um, and you just, you don't feel accomplished at the end of the day. You feel like I've, I've done, achieved nothing today. Achieving something in the day is so important, especially for the kids. So important that they come home and they just feel good about themselves. Or they'll be at home and just feel great that they've, you know, given the best day they could. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of what else. It's, yeah, I think it's really, those are my top things in terms of setting your structure for the day to win, to win the game. And then what about, um, you talked to me earlier as well about gamifying everything, and I loved this concept. So can you chat through what you mean by that? Yeah, we gamify absolutely everything. If there's anything you can turn into a game, turn it into a game. It could be as, uh, I'm trying to think of a few examples, walking down the street, going to the, the local coffee shop. How many street signs can we spot that are green? How many are yellow? How many, what words are this? How many A's can you see across the street? So, you know, it's, Again, numeracy, literacy, but counting every street sign along the way and counting the letters, that, that's a game. It's a challenge for the kids. Um, go into the coffee shop. All right, I've got $5 to spend. My coffee's going to cost four. How much change am I going to get? They, they sound like little things, but straight away they can spark more and more games to come out of them or more and more activities. There is, there's one parent who I often talk to um, who is at one of our partner programs, and she says, we taught her that, or we, we do that when we walk the kids to the park at a program. Obviously, walking down a street through the city, you have to keep them engaged and keep them focused so they don't wander off. But giving them games like that, her, her child and her family now play every day, every Saturday, go and get their morning coffee. And that's something they look forward to. And that's something special as well. It's not the, uh, that, that's what they're going to remember forever. It's not that they came to the Kids Co program and they did this. But hey, mum, do you remember my whole life we've been doing this? Or back in the day, we've been doing this counting letter game. I now do it with my kids. I think they're the, the special things and special moments. I just saw a few questions pop up as well, Fiona. Yeah, there was just one about um, uh, engaging teens. So, you know, how do we get teens involved in activities? Or how do we get that, you know, how do we gamify things for teens as well? And I guess actually they're having that structure and maybe that routine as well. Their routines may look slightly different to someone who's younger, but how do we sort of help teens set some structure 
up as well, um, depending on how old your teen is. If they're if they're a younger teen or an older teen, they 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 may have different structures. But what's your what's your advice around how do we sort of keep teens engaged, keep them busy, keep them happy as well? That's a great question. Teens are the hardest of all. Um, you know, a lot of kids once they hit that 12, 13 mark, they're too cool for school. Um, they don't come to holiday programs anymore. Um, but I think bringing them into the planning, definitely, really instilling, giving the opportunity to have leadership, instill leadership, all those life, those life skills that you, that they miss out on or that they're beginning to experience. So if you have teens and also have younger ones, that's a great way. Give them the job. This is your task to complete. This is your mission today. How do we create the Pokemon day for the little ones? And some of them will be like, it's not cool. It's not cool. I don't care, mom. I want to go sit on Instagram um, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't have the answer for that one, but I believe by bringing them into the planning, giving them that challenge to partake and the leadership role, you'll see a benefit straight away. One of our partner programs, Cotton On, I don't know, maybe we might have some Cotton On parents on, um, their, our program there has goes up to teens and what we've done now is applying it more to them in video editing and stuff like that, which Everyone has a laptop or a lot of people have laptops or an iPad where you can download these apps. I'm not huge on screen time, but technology is a piece of the landscape now and is important to everyday use. Um, but giving them, let's make a movie. Like you said, MasterChef, if you were to film your MasterChef morning, then get on one of the apps and edit it into place that you have a 15 minute or five minute clip of what you've done or a highlight reel of the day. That's pretty cool. And that's pretty awesome. And the, the kids are going to be able to do that, especially teenagers. Um, so that, that, that'd be a good tip for me from teenagers. So the other thing I would, I did with that as well. So with MasterChef, we also created the music. So our, my boys, they're not teens, but they're, they're younger, but again, be good for teens. They wanted to create their own music. So they went on to, I, I can't even imagine if it was Garage Band or whatever they were on. I'm probably showing my age now, but um, they went on and actually created their, their MasterChef theme tune to go with their master our master chef moments so you know they're the sorts of things that you can get the teens involved in if they don't want to actually do take part maybe get them involved in some of those technical bits that they might um, be a bit more interested in and that's also their way of partaking in and being involved in the family um, as well we've also got another question around um, keeping like um, younger children so like two-year-olds um, that's your, that's where you are at the moment. That's your sweet spot at the moment, Adrian, with your little one. I know she's not there yet, but you know, you've got a younger one. So any tips for younger kids as well? Yeah, the two-year-olds and three-year-olds obviously are the hardest because they have the shortest attention span. I believe you can take so many activities and replicate it where they don't actually know they're doing the same thing in a changed sort of way. So it could be, um, Something I do with my little one, uh, won't be for everyone, but I've got the background. We have blocks that she builds at home and we also have puzzle kits, like little colorful puzzles. So a challenge we set up during lockdown was we've got to first uh, separate all the colors. So you got red, green, blue, pink, orange, separate them into different piles with the blocks and with the puzzles. Now we've got to build a tower of each color individually. But the tower is, this is where our imagination goes and the kids can build, you know, this one's going to be tall. This one's going to be short and wide. This one's got to look like a tree. So straight away, it's the same activity six times over, but with a different objective or a different colour that you can really 
drag it on for lack of a better word that they stay engaged for longer and longer and longer then once they've done that or they've you know the attention span's gone and they've chucked it all in the middle great now we've got to do a multicolor one and it's got to be the tallest one of all so really set the challenge again change it mix it up that keeps engaged or we might be over the blocks entirely we've moved on to drawing can you draw me what we just built so obviously you're taking them through it and directing them, but remember the red one was really tall. So now I want to draw a tall one in red and et cetera, going on like that. It's also uh, another one I do with my little one is sport. Obviously she's not uh, kicking a ball around or anything like that right now, but sitting on the ground, if I'm sitting with my legs as a triangle like that, and so is she, it's rolling back and forth. Then now can we lie on our tummy and see if we can push it further? Can you get it further from me? Um, or what if we lie upside down on our back? Can we push it backwards? So again, it's the same thing. It's pushing a ball, rolling a ball. I'm just twisting the way I do it every time. That is a new challenge for them to go and try. That's great. Great tips. I wish I knew them, my two-year-olds. Gosh, they're very busy to keep engaged and, like you say, focused. Um, so I'm going to ask, um, call out for more for more questions. I'd love to, we'd love to hear about any tips or ideas that you have for other families around, you know, what are the things that you do? What are the routines that you do as a family that help your kids, um, regardless of age, stay connected, engaged? What have you got planned for the holidays? Um, are you happy to share? That'd be great to let us know. Um, or if you have any questions directly for myself or Adrian or, or any other tips that you um, want to get from us, let us know. I heard a great one yesterday um, from one of our partners that they're at their home during the holidays, they built, they created dice um, out of paper, but she said it's quite large. They use like A1 size paper and every day we'll write, there's different things to do. So it could be 15 minutes outside in the park or um, a water fight or whatever it is that they've got on for that day. And when it gets to that breaking point of the day where the kids have gone mental, you can't be bothered dealing with it anymore. The dice comes out, everyone has a throw and each activity is 15 minutes. There's four in the family, straight away they've entertained for an hour. So that's a nice little cute I tip. love that idea. I love, And I love the fact that they make it big and they make it themselves. It's actually something even fun to participate in just rolling it, I imagine. Exactly. And like you say, you can really tailor that for each family. Like it might be, like you say, it's run around the block or it's like kick a ball or it's make some cookies or whatever. You can really, depending on what you enjoy doing as a family and doesn't necessarily need a lot of activity or kits, it could be anything. Yeah, another, you just remind me of another two great days we've done at Kids Co. Supersize Me and Mini Me. Supersize Me was a day where the kids had to make everything giant. So it came, there was some programs that had made giant cereal boxes and giant bowls and giant milk cartons to make it look like they were these little people walking through the kitchen pantry. Um, and that's just, that can go on for such a period of time, for a whole day that the kids can keep coming back and adding another level and adding another level. Um, there was another one, the mini me one, uh, where it's basically the reverse. Everything had to be mini that day. So making your own Play-Doh or clay or even buying air dry clay and making mini everything that when you walk around using technology again, let's take photos or film it so it looks like we're crunching, crushing a building coming through. Another one which just uh, came back to mind was we did Roller Coaster Tycoon Day. And some of you may remember Roller Coaster Tycoon was a game back in the day on computer. 
we take away the uh, the computer side and we told the kids they had to make their own theme park roller coaster, but everything had to be built on the wall. So the entire day, kids would do it with straws and every arts and crafts item that you could think of in the world, that building these roller coasters and slides and everything, at the end of the day, they had to get a marble or a little ball that could actually, or a Lego person that could actually travel on these rides. Again, it's just the whole day of creativity and experimentation. And, you know, you get somewhere, you build this roller coaster, now, now we're going to change it and make it go the other way. It's so much fun. That's great. I, I haven't heard of that one before. That's great. We've got one here, actually. Um, someone's just let us know that they have a boredom box so that when one of their kids was bored, they could go there to get an activity to do that was written on a piece of paper. And one of the activities was to decorate the boredom box. So that's a great idea. Similar to your dice, I sort of you know it's sort of like having some ideas already in place so you know again you've created this boredom box maybe you've worked together as a family about what might go in it what the types of things or the dice what might go on the dice so when you have those moments of parents and you know let's face it it's going to be busy for all of us over the next month or so lots going on perhaps um busier than normal because we haven't been able to see as many people this year as we would like so it's going to be super busy over this period and having the boredom box or the dice ready to go and getting I guess cousins and friends and neighbors involved as well um is really is is a great idea and also to your point you know I think we do have to also be thinking about how we ask for help you know as parents you know you know can you I for example my husband's a primary school teacher so the last two weeks we've had lots of play dates at our house because he's at home and he's able to help our friends out who are working and vice versa so when you know when they've got some time off they'll take our kids and, and work out so reaching out to those people around you to help with that um keeping the kids busy as well so that's another idea particularly you know if you are there is only one of you and and you need to share the load so making sure that we ask for that help as well definitely definitely and you know getting getting your older siblings to create or if you have multiple siblings create activities for each other but like taking them apart separately and ollie what's something that you know xavier loves to do let's have a think we know xavier loves x go create a game or activity or a questionnaire for Xavier and then vice versa. So straight away, not all kids, you know, not all siblings are best mates, but if you can bring them together that way and giving them again, a challenge, but it's, it's quite heartfelt that they, they're doing something because they, it's the person they know better than anyone in the world. So creating activities like that, love it. Great. Any other tips and tricks, Adrian? And or are there any other questions? We did have one question around where we'll be sharing. We'll be sharing the recording so you can absolutely um, listen into the recording for any of the ideas. And Adrian has put some great resources together, which we'll be sharing as well. Another question here, um, or another here have uh jenna has three boys 13 10 and 20 months wow you're busy jenna um and you're both on skeleton staff which means a day or two having to take them to work any ideas on how to keep them occupied at work now this might be something you're you've got experience of adrian mm. um to help minimize them disrupting anyone else who might also be working um at Definitely. the same time um Taking them to work is always hard um, and that's what we're for. So you could always book into a Kids Co virtual program <laughs> and take them with the iPad to work. Uh, 
or it's really, again, setting them up for the day. So the activities that they have for that day, I think being at work is more important. It's That's where they definitely need that hour by hour structure. Um, also bringing other people in the office into it. It might sound silly, but from our experience, the people who love the kids in the office the most are the people who don't have kids because for them, it's this whole new thing. Who are these little people in our office? This is so cool. They will volunteer. A lot of people would love to put their hand up and even just hang out next to you with your little one, giving them stuff to do or giving them challenges. But I really think you need that, that line up for the day and structure for the day that they always know what's coming next and what's going to happen next. Um, and that's where, you know, preparing to fail is, sorry, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So that is where I would definitely be sitting down the night before or two days before with my little one, understanding what they're going to do that day or your hours, the times that you you won't be, you are interruptible and you aren't interruptible. The sign definitely is a definitely good one for the office. Um, but having that structure a few days before that, if you do need to go out and get things from arts and crafts stuff or coloring books or downloading an app on the iPad, if that's how it happens, or a book. Um, yeah, having it all set up and ready to go is going to be your best friend. Even buying, you know, Kmart has some great activity kits that you can buy that are little art things, jewelry making kits. There, there's so many of them and a lot of them are quite cheap, $5, $10, that will engage the child for a while. And then it's your job to bring the challenge in around it. So, you know, they've made what they had to do. Great, now can you make it, can you make the glass on my desk? Can you make me a little pen holder? So mum has a pen holder when you're not here next time. Things that they get that ownership, they're helping and they'll have fun along the way. Actually a tip there, if any of you haven't used your Creative Kids vouchers, there are sites and there are um, organisations you can use your Creative Kids vouchers to get art packs. So that they have sort of um, like pens and paints. And so we've just done this for our kids for Christmas. Um, they're getting a whole art pack and we use their Creative Kids voucher to, to get that. So there are ways around, um, you know, if that's something that you wanted to maybe invest in, make sure, have a look and see if you can use your Creative Kids voucher for it. And we've had Cheryl here saying Spoto is a great um a, a game in the car, particularly with younger ones and little one, and older ones. And um, every time you spot a yellow car, you get a point. And her four-year-old is much better at it than anybody else. So <laughs> we we also play Spoto. Becomes, I don't know about anyone else, but it is. I I actually say it to myself in the car now when no one else is in the car, and I'm like, oh, Spoto. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to playing it. That's good. I've got one more before we finish up. Um, my niece and nephew rewrite songs so they take their favorite songs or whatever whether it's the wiggles or whatever's on fox at the moment and they play the song over and over and rewrite the words and then perform the song and that that's a great one it's also hilarious especially if you give them the 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 theme that they have to write the song about so you know today i think the other one the other day they wrote a song about cactuses or cactuses and plants to the sound of um of uh, uh, what was it? Spinning around by Kylie Minogue, and it was absolutely—it's a win. It's so much fun, and it's hilarious. Oh, that is brilliant! I'd love to hear that sometime. That sounds. And <laughs> um, now I'm just going to put my screen back up. Um, I can find it. Here we go. Just so I can, because um, I know we've gone through quite a lot of different things here. But just to to let everyone know, um, just obviously send through any more questions that you might have. 
but also just to give you, um, um, just to let, send through, you can see um, our contact details if you have any more questions, either from parents at work or from Adrian at Kids Co. Um, Adrian, is there anything else? I'm just conscious of time. We're going to wrap up shortly to give everyone time to get back to that planning. Um, uh, to getting the, to the school holidays might need 15 minutes or more to to get some planning in. Anything else that we can be doing as parents and carers to sort of plan and get prepared for the holidays? I think the the number one, the last thing I'd leave with is don't feel guilty. It's you know so many parents that I talk to just have this guilt, especially during school holidays. You're all doing your best. We're we're all doing our best, and that's all we can do. Um, it's okay for kids to get bored. It's okay if they've got homework that didn't get done. It's not going to be the end of the world. You know, I remember during homeschooling and remote learning, parents are so stressed about doing every single thing the teacher outlined for that day or that week. You can't do it all. You can't, like, we're only one, you know, we're human and we're all doing our best. So that, that's my probably best thing. At the end of the day, as long as your kid has a smile and they've, you know, proud about something they've done that day then that's what makes you happy or hopefully makes you proud absolutely and we did have one last question actually adrian what have what about for children who are only children so perhaps don't have siblings i mean i think a lot of that structure and planning is also really super important and even having the dice or the boredom box those they are also really important so any but any other tips there yeah i definitely say lean on friends family cousins uncles, grandparents, aunties, anyone you can, whether it's physical and they can come over or go, or go there, but virtual is such, FaceTime really does work in my opinion, for even if it's a 15 minute spurt that they can go on and tell them something or show them something that, or vice versa, get them to show you their backyard or where they're at at the moment, that, that's engaging for the, for the child who's, you know, on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Great. So if you are looking for more resources, um, there are some, if you're a member, on the Work and Family Hub um, of Parents at Work. And as I said, Adrian and, um, has got some other resources that we will send through. Adrian, thank you so much for um, giving us some ideas about how, and just reminding us, I mean, a lot of this stuff we probably know, but we haven't, you know, have maybe had the capacity or like, the, maybe the energy this year to, to do a lot of this stuff. So it's just really great reminders about what we can do. And none of it is, you know, a lot of the stuff we can do ourselves um, and quite simply. Um, so they're all really, really, really great reminders. So thank you, Adrian. Really appreciate you joining today and bringing back the fun that we need. Thank you for having me. It was, it was fun. And uh, I hope everyone has a great uh, holiday festive season and uh, the kids don't drive you too mad. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me. No problems. And thank you everyone for joining. Hoping you all have a happy holiday and get some downtime and have some fun with the kids and look forward to supporting you all next year um, or working with you next year. So um, enjoy the holidays and have fun. Mm -hmm.